Welcome to Standard Chartered India Money Insights, a podcast series that brings you topical insights and local perspectives on India's markets from the experts. Hi, I'm Ravi Singh, Chief Investment Strategist at Standard Chartered Bank India. Welcome to another edition of Views from the Street, bringing you market views and insights on how you should look at your investments from industry veterans and experts. Today, we are joined by Mr. Suyash Chaudhary, Head of Fixed Income at IDFC Asset Management Company. Thank you, Suyash, for joining our podcast. Thank you so much, Ravi. Absolute pleasure to be here. So let's get started. Suyash, uh, the past year was quite eventful for investors across asset classes. Let me start with a question on India's macroeconomic situation, given the current global backdrop. How do you see growth and inflation dynamics evolving? So, you know, if you take, let's say, the period starting 2020, which is the unfortunate advent of COVID and the response thereafter. So one thing India stood out on is basically a very measured fiscal and monetary response to the COVID crisis. In some sense, India's analytical approach to from a macroeconomic standpoint, how to handle this shock was exactly right. So a lot was done, you know, to safeguard the system, to ensure lives and livelihoods to the maximum possible getting saved. But India resisted the temptation to overstimulate the system. So if you see, you know, how our fiscal panned out, adjusted for balance sheet cleansing that the government also undertook during that phase, the actual amount of fiscal expansion was reasonably modest. Similarly, from an RBI standpoint, The cumulative expansion in balance sheet was less than 40%, which contrasts heavily with developed markets where balance sheet expansion was much higher, as well as the total fiscal response was much larger. Given this, you know, very measured response, we actually haven't had that larger demand side inflation issue as much of the West has faced. And this is basically a point that has anchored our thinking through 2022. Nevertheless, there were two shocks that India faced. One was on account of the commodity prices spiking on the back of geopolitical escalations that happened early 2022. And India being a net importer, this specially challenged us briefly on the current account deficit side. So for Q2 financial year, our current account actually went to 4.4% of GDP, which is by any measure somewhat uncomfortable. And the second stress which happened globally to emerging markets is because of the rise and rise of the US dollar for most of 2022, right up till September, because the entire monetary policy response function in the US underwent a sea shift. So, you know, for a while there, even Even though our approach post-COVID was quite responsible, nevertheless, we were struggling under the burden of global developments, chiefly from the commodity side and the US dollar side. Now, the happy news from a macroeconomic standpoint there is that both these shocks are in the process of unwinding. So if you see commodity prices, most of globally traded, you know, let's say metals, oils and food prices are actually now somewhere in the vicinity of where they were pre-COVID. And that is also getting reflected in our current account deficit stress getting mitigated on the margin, as well as some of the residual inflation pressures from these shocks also subsiding or in the process of subsiding. Secondly, the dollar index peaked in September and from there on it has weakened quite noticeably, thereby allowing, you know, some regrowth in our FX reserves. Some of the financing stress that some people in the market were anticipating on the external side, you know, that has been put to rest. And therefore, we are macroeconomically now in a much better situation than we were last year. 
as one looks forward you know most of last year was about where us policy rates will peak or where developed market policy rates would peak this year is probably going to be more about how long these rates are going to be held where they are going to peak at that brings me to a related question suyash given you know the current backdrop that you mentioned what's your view on further monetary policy action by the rbi so you know especially after the mid policy hike that rbi implemented in may of 2022 to some extent policy hike expectations in india also had gotten quite unanchored so at that time you know the market or some sections of the market were beginning to think that overnight rates may very well peak in excess of 7% in this cycle that in turn was leading to substantial volatility on the fixed income side now those expectations are also built from uh, the two shocks that i referred to as those shocks have unwound market rate expectations have also begun to stabilize our own view remains that either the repo rate has peaked at six quarter or at best there is one more hike to go so that the repo rate will peak at 6.5 most market expectations are now beginning to align to somewhat of a similar view the outcome of that is bond yields have become quite stable especially for quality bonds and we are finding that the front end of the curve is beginning to get reasonably anchored and attracting investor interest all over again as was the case till early 2022 an interesting shift in the last couple of months where market expectations was like the higher for the rates or the end of quarter expectations on the swap market was also quite high noticeably well that brings me to a, another question which is on the union budget which is around the corner as so you ask any expectations from that so on one front that one has to compliment the government like i referred to before over the last 2 to 3 years there has been a significant you know budgeting clean up that the government has undertaken so a lot of you know below the line financing items have been brought above the line one notable item there has been you know the food subsidy as you know funded by food corporation of india via drawing down small savings this is all now above the line and part of fiscal deficit similarly public sector enterprises were doing a lot of spending for financing infrastructure development which was outside of budget earlier but a lot of it is now in the budget so you know like i said before the actual expansion on fiscal deficit was much more measured but a lot of clean up was also happening happily most of it is now done also last year you had a substantial shock to the subsidy bill because the government had to move quickly to shield common people from the rise in food and fuel prices now if you look forward to the next financial year that spike in subsidy bill would have unwound to a very large extent however on the other side you had a reasonable buffer that got built into the budget because of very large nominal growth rates on account of inflation jumping quite substantially so the nominal growth rate for fy23 is in the vicinity of 15 to 16% we expect that to fall to 9 to 10% for fy24 so on the one hand you won't have some of the drags from the very large subsidy burden that had to come through in fy23 but on the other you won't have the cushion from the higher nominal growth rate that happened over fy23 on balance we think a modest fiscal consolidation continues in line with the roadmap to achieve 4.5% fiscal deficit over the next 2 to 3 years we think the government will probably take a 5.8% deficit and a net market borrowing somewhere in the vicinity of 11 to 11 and a half lakh crores the gross borrowing would probably in the vicinity of 15 and a half lakh crores that is something the bond market is pretty much prepared for and should be taken in stride 
Well, all that being said, now coming to what matters for bond investors, the past couple of years have been below expectations for fixed income investors. How do you see 2023 panning out given that whatever we've discussed so far, will it be a year for the bonds? So remember, you know, post-COVID, the effective overnight rate in India had fallen to 3.35%, which is now back to in the vicinity of 6 to 6 quarter, right? So effective rate hike over a little more than one year has been of the order of 300 basis points, which is actually quite steep. And that is what has been reflecting in bond returns over the last one and a half years. That said, however, a lot of the bond market, in fact, all of the bond market has now repriced to the overnight rate being a six to six quarter. So not only have bond deals risen substantially, but also inflation expectations are now becoming more anchored. And therefore, you know, this concept of real expected return on savings, potentially, you know, from that metric fixed income is again looking like a very reasonably priced asset class for the time ahead. Happily, you know, you needn't take too much credit risk in fixed income today because all sorts of credit spreads have fallen very sharply, reflecting the improvement in balance sheets over the last two to three years. So you can actually build a full quality fixed income book pretty much anchored around sovereign and AAA without diluting portfolio quality at all because credit spreads are really not worth your while in our view at this juncture. Secondly, you needn't even take too much of duration risk beyond five, six years because the yield curve after five, six years is relatively flat. So today you can actually, you know, build a very decent fixed income book, largely focused on front end, which is one to five year or one to six year only, and largely focused on quality. And we think, you know, even from a overall asset allocation standpoint, as the world economy heads into slower growth, parts of the developed market will actually see outright recession, but even India's growth would slow down. It's also from that standpoint, a good you know time to be building a fixed income book. Bear in mind, however, you know, one should look at this more from an income standpoint rather than capital gain standpoint as of now, because even though we won't rule out, you know, rate easing somewhere in 2024 or thereabouts at this juncture, the only visibility we have basis our view is that rate hikes will stop soon, but we don't know when cuts will begin. So fixed income should be looked at, especially quality fixed income as a relatively attractively priced asset class and with volatility abating, probably income generation will come back. Thanks a lot, Shriash. That was quite insightful and it's always a pleasure talking to you. This brings us to the end of this edition. Thank you as always for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered India Money Insights. Stay tuned for the latest updates and market trends by subscribing to our podcast. For more information, reach out to your Standard Chartered Relationship Manager or visit www.se.com.